Hello and welcome to a very special holiday edition of Queerly Recommended, the podcast that is all about recommending queer books, movies, TV shows, video games, and more. I'm Tara Scott. I review queer women's fiction at Smart Bitches Trashy Books, The Lesbian Review, and Lambda Literary. Ho, ho, ho! <laughs> I'm Chris Bryant. <laughs> I'm a contemporary romance writer for Bold Strokes Books, and I have about uh, 20 or so books slash novellas under my belt. Don't you have one that is coming out very soon and it is available for pre-order? I do. It's called Always. It comes out January 1st at the uh, Bold Strokes Books website. And then I think January 12th at Amazon and all other outlets for books. So that's a romance. So if you like Chris, if you feel inclined, go check that out. Please check it out. I think I promise. I promise tears. I promise you will cry. I've already received hate mail, hate love mail <laughs> on it from uh, some proofers. And it's kind of like it makes me like rub my hands and smile like I did my job. Twirl your little evil mustache. Yes. Twirl my mustache handles. <laughs> handlebars. Mm-hmm. Yes. So if you'd like to support our show, we have a Kofi link in the show notes. It's a site to allow all of our listeners to support us so that we can continue our awesome podcast. Yeah, I mean, you know what? If you're inclined, if you uh, want to support us through Kofi, that's amazing. If you're not, that's okay. But if you could tell a friend about the show, that would yes. also be amazing so that more people can connect with the queer content that they don't know how to find. But we also want to give a quick thanks to some of the folks who have recently supported us. So Chance Moments uh, supported us through Kofi and they left the note, thanks for a heart-wrenching recommendation. But they didn't say <laughs> what it was. And now I want to know, Chance Moments, if you're listening, can you tweet us at QueerlyRec or email us at QueerlyRec, podcast at QueerlyRecommended.com. I would love to know which heart-wrenching recommendation did it for you. Nancy Jean also supported us with a note for lovers of Ice Queen Cats and Angst Bombs. So that one, Mm -hmm. I know what that's about. Because that's about the headmistress, which again, I'm still delighted by the Ice Queen Cat. Whose name I think is Wilbur or something like that. I don't care if it's oh. I don't care if it's a boy cat. He's still an ice queen. Yeah. That's just of he course. Is. That's how that is. <laughs> and Kathy Pegout uh supported us with a note truly love, queerly recommended, and the chemistry you two have. Not a bribe, I swear. Well, you know what? I can't be bribed, so that's good to know. But thank you, Kathy. She can't be. She can't be. I've tried to bribe her before. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. No. <laughs> so as I mentioned in the intro. This is a special all-Christmas recommendation edition of the show, but we also know that the holidays can be really tough for queer people sometimes. Maybe you're estranged from your family. Maybe you're not estranged, but your family are not accepting and are pretty terrible. And, you know, maybe the holidays are just tough. So what Chris and I wanted to say and extend out there is if the holidays are tough for you and you need some love or affirmation, We are absolutely here to be your queer aunties. Can we hug you like the free hugs at Pride? No, obviously not. We're each in our own places. But we are absolutely here for you. You can email us at podcast at queerlyrecommended.com. You can tweet us. You can DM us on Facebook or Instagram. We will absolutely respond to let you know that you are loved. You are not alone during the holidays. And we think you're doing amazing. Right. 
yes, Christmas is the time of year to show people they are loved and appreciated. And we are full of it. And we love love. And we love to share. And we love people. And we love queerness. And all things, yeah. And we love all of you. Yes, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. So today, we don't have any listener questions, but we've asked folks about their favorite holiday films and or books, and we did get some suggestions. So we thought we would share them back with all of you in case you're looking for even more things to watch or read beyond what we have to share. Right. So my pal, Tegan Shepard, says, new fave Christmas movie, a single all the way. I'll talk about it later. (laughs) So much happy, no homophobia. It's like a Christmas miracle. I'll talk about it later. Good. I'm looking forward yeah. to it. And again, Kathy, you know what? I love how much <laughs> she engages with our show. I think Kathy is our super fan and I love her for it. So Kathy responded with a Muppet Christmas Carol, the yes. original, not the version that cuts the song when love is gone. Yes, it's sad. It's supposed to be a sad part of his life. And without that song, the final reprise makes no sense. I... I have not seen. I have feelings. I'm up I have Christmas. feelings about this. I haven't seen this movie in years. I Bruh. know. I know. I know. And I have Ugh. kids. And perhaps you should have shown it to them. But my kids have like a three second attention span and they're not interested. They will be interested. I love this movie. This is one of my favorites. When it's on, I stop and I watch it. Like there are a handful of mm-hmm. Christmassy type movies and this one. And I love singing with this. I mean, it's so good. Mm-hmm. It's so, And that little, what is a little bunny? Like he shows up throughout because he needs he needs like some he needs food he needs mm-hmm. money he needs help and so this little you know he always shows up and and they just slam the door on his face all the time and it's so sad mm-hmm. but it's such a good it's such a good rendition of uh, Christmas Carol I love it absolutely love it and I'm singing in my head is this your favorite Christmas movie um of all time no but it's top five for sure it's one of those I will watch it like if it's on I'm like ooh. Yeah, I'm watching it. What is your favorite? Don't ask me that. I just did. Um, <laughs> I know you did. I love Love Actually. I hate it's that one movie. of my. Fa- I know you do. Oh I, you God. hate that movie for so many things. Oh gosh, I love it because I'm a big, huge Liam Neeson fan. Yes, and his section I is love, very cute. Right, and I'm a big Laura Linney fan too. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there are some of some of them. Some of the storylines are just stupid, but you know, as time progresses, things become stupider because we become smarter. You know what I mean? And so we look back at movies and like, oh, that's totally inappropriate. This is bad. Da da da. You've and got we get mail. It. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You've got mail. We loved it. Ten, you know, twenty years ago, it was the shit, and now it's like. Hmm. Now he, now we think he's a piece of shit. Like, right? But at the time, it was like such a romantic Mm -hmm. gesture, you know. Like this is, you know, Mm -hmm. and and that's, and you know, it's unfortunate. But we have to, kind of, we don't have to. We don't have to do anything. We don't have to accept it for the time period it was in. But at the same time, we do. I think to save. I mean, if if you want, yeah, if if you want to preserve a relationship with it, I mean, that's like right. That's like friends. Ha! It's like Friends. most media past a certain point. I mean, True. I have tremendous love in my heart for a deeply problematic movie because my grandparent, my grandmother showed it to me when I was a child and it was my favorite movie when I was six. And it was Seven Brides for Seven Brothers where they're literally kidnapping women to turn them into their brides. <laughs> Holy shit. 
that movie but is a problem. Like, this is so great. But I mean, think about it. Like, ha- how often does that happen? There was like, there was a huge thing on, oh, uh, was it General Hospital? It was like a soap opera where like, yeah. the person falls in love with the, with the captor. And was that, the, is that Luke and Laura? General? Is that their story? Maybe. I was too young. I think maybe. I mean, to be hey, fair. I was too young too. I was also but- too young for seven brides for seven brides well, yeah okay. i was gonna say that was before my time here's well here's the weird thing so because i very much child of the 80s right like born 1979 and there was no like awesome wonder woman movie at that point for me to watch there was no captain marvel no black right. widow no like my parents were not star wars nerds so the most Ooh. badass woman that I got to see in film and TV at that point was Millie from Seven Brides for Seven Brothers because she's this little teeny tiny peanut of a woman like me who is wrangling these gigantic men and getting them to do what she says. What a tangent we've been on. So Alyssa Lynn Palmer (laughs) said that as a kid, I loved the Christmas toy. I actually still like it now. I can't really think of any specific adult Christmas movie and I don't like the Hallmark ones. I'm going to talk about that, too. We'll talk about that, too. Do you want to talk about yeah. the other two things that came through? Um, Yes. So, Sage says, I really love Bryce Oakley's new one, Making Spirits Bright, and the next in the series comes out soon. That's a real cute title. And kind that of makes really me want is. to check it out. I've read a couple of Bryce Oakley's books and really like them, so I might need to go find it. I know. And you know what's so nice is that when you go and you look at Amazon's listing of like top 100 plus mm-hmm. big books, like 80% of them are holiday books. There are so many out there now. And I think that's great. I, yes, A, love that there are so many, but B, also, I suspect that I am not alone in fully embracing the Christmas cheese this year. Like, as much as everybody's like, oh, 2020 is going to be our year, Tw- or 2021 is going to be our year, 2020 was hard, blah, blah, blah. 2021 was just more of the fuckery that we had in 2020, and I think we're yes. all just ready to read about s- sweet, lovely Christmas love, no fuckery. Cookies, right. Yeah, cookies and kissing and all things wonderful. I agree. I agree. So... Yes. Yeah. And then the last one. Oh, hey. Hi, right, I'll take this one. Okay. <laughs> Coffee Achiever. I love The Holiday, which is a great movie. I loved it, too. And I need a women-loving women version. Chris Bryant? Anyone? <gasps> Are you going to write know, it? Maybe. Are you going to do know. it? I can think about it. You could. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Because I do like to write holiday mo- holiday movies. <laughs> you know, I really want to write that, but I really love to write holiday uh, stories. I think you should. Well, it's hard because, you know, my publishing company releases X amount of books, X amount of time. Mm-hmm. And so I have certain slots in the year that I drop a book. And so none of them are around Christmas time. So, Well, you did it last year. I, what did, did it, was it last year or the year before? I think it was I don't 2019. Know. What's time? Tinsel. What is time? What time is, you're right. 2021 (laughs) and 2020 are just one year smashed together (laughs) in my brain. (laughs) I know. It's so hard. I'm like, when did I write that? So I wrote Tinsel. Was it, I think Tinsel was 2019, the little novella, the Christmas cat story. Oh, I just did a trailer for it too. Why don't you tell people about it? Because I think it's incredibly cute and I 
highly endorse it. Uh, and I think you should tell people about it. I love the beginning of that. It's so funny. I love, the, and I can say that because it's mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so basically, um, there is this is the bad thing. I, d- I hardly remember character names, but um, <laughs> okay, let's do I this know. again. Let's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tinsel. Uh, okay, yeah, we're, bring, like we're bringing up the blurb for Chris's book because <laughs> she can't remember. Oh, here it is. Breaking up is hard to do, but three weeks before Christmas, it's even more painful. Jessica Raymond isn't in love with her ex-girlfriend anymore. She just hates to emotionally limp through the holidays. When a cute gray kitten shows up at her doorstep, Jessica panics. She doesn't have time for a pet. Finding sexy veterinarian Dr. Taylor Mitchell intriguing isn't part of the plan either, but both manage to turn her world upside down. So it's basically about Jessica, who kind of sort of is playing with this little kitten that's outside the the uh, window of the coffee shop where her girlfriend's breaking up with her. And surprise, she goes home. She walks home. It's like three blocks away or whatever. And she walks home and the kitten's there. And so it's kind of like a magical kitten. It's a magical see. kitten. The only thing that disappointed me in this book is that you gave it the best fucking name. I did. And then changed its name. <laughs> and I was like, no! I know. But it's perfect! <laughs> it is. This is a timeless name that I love so much because if you're into dystopian books, mm-hmm. young adult dystopian books, you will completely appreciate this name. The vet asks Jessica, like, what's the name of the cat? And so she, like, freezes. She doesn't really have a name for it picked out because she's not going to keep the cat. I mean, it's one of those where she's just checking to see if it's okay and if it has a chip. And so she just, like, blurts out, Catmas Evergreen. What could be better? There is no other better name for a cat. Except they rename the cat later. Yeah, they do. Which is ridiculous. (laughs) Why did I do that? I don't know. (laughs) Uh, That was mostly just me being a smartass. Please don't confront (laughs) authors if you read something and you think, like... (laughs) I'm doing this because we're friends. Yes. I do not have actual beef about it. Please be kind to authors, even if you don't agree with every choice (laughs) that they make in a book. Yes. But if you're friends with me, it's okay. I can take it. But I just, yeah, that that was such a cute book. I loved it. Yeah, the cat name. The cat name made that book. Let's let's be real. Oh, it cracked me up. It really, yeah. So, again, Christmas is only a few days away. And we figure we know a lot of you are uh, hopefully if you're not off work already for the holidays, hopefully you are wrapping up and about to be off work for the holidays. You probably are looking for some movies. You're probably looking for some books. So instead of letting you know about whatever else we've been reading or watching or games that I've been playing, but like for real, come back in January because I got some stuff for you. So instead of that, we decided that we were each going to bring three recommendations. And even though Chris has kind of cheated, we we have recommendations. So it is nothing but recommendations, which are frankly stuff that we've been reading and watching lately. (laughs) Nice. So Chris, what are you recommending to all these fine folk? The first recommendation I have is single all the way which has Hooray! had a lot of press in the social media realm a lot of people have it talked has... about it 
the cutest trailer. I fully intended to watch it before this, and then I got a four-day migraine, so I have not watched it yet, but I am absolutely watching it within the next week or so, because it looks adorable. Yes, it is. It's adorable. So, you actually, yeah, you're the one that sent me the link to this. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. It was, you sent me the link, but, and I was disappointed because it wasn't actually available until 12-2, and you had sent it to me, like, a couple weeks prior to that. So, yeah. um, and of course, you know, time had passed and I'd forgotten. And then I saw it blow up on Twitter. <laughs> so I'm like, oh my God, let's write the book or the movie's out. So here's the blurb. Desperate to avoid his family's judgment about his perpetual single status, Peter convinces his best friend, Nick, to join him for the holidays and pretend that they are now in a relationship. So kind of a, a, a faux man's. But. I will say mm-hmm, this, like, mm-hmm. it doesn't, it doesn't go on like that. Like, that's Peter's plan. He's going to bring Nick home and pretend that they're boyfriends because he's tired of his mother always, you know, trying to get involved in his love life. But it mm-hmm. doesn't last for very long. Like, it only lasts for a split second. Oh. Because. And and they just get together right away? No. Or is it one of those everyone knows they should be together except them? Yes. So, ex- fuck, I love those. Yes, it's really, really good. But the mom, you know, she she tells Peter, hey, I, I met this, this guy at our gym, and I think you'll really like him. And so she shows a picture, and he's like, yeah, he's really cute. And he, or no, it's vice versa. Oh, that's what it is. So she shows the guy at the gym a picture of her son, Peter, mm-hmm. but she doesn't get a picture of him to show Peter. So Peter has no idea what this person looks like. So, uh, and Nick is like, yeah, no, like, go ahead, go do this, you know, because it's cats out of the bag. They're not really together. And, mm-hmm. but every single person tells Nick, hey, you guys should be together. The dad's like, I always thought you guys would get together. And the nieces are like, we're going to ship you. So they're going to try to get them together. Mm-hmm. And so the whole thing is super cute. Like, and the first five minutes, I wasn't sure that I was going to like it because Peter was too dramatic for me. Mm-hmm. It was just, he was a little over the top, you know, but once he got home, I think, um, the home, Stead is in New Hampshire, like in the middle of nowhere, New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. And his mother greets them, and she only wants to be called Christmas Carol during the holidays. Her name is Carol, but she wants to be called Christmas Carol, right? <laughs> so I know. So it's uh the the only thing I didn't like about this movie. I mean, it was great. The relationships, everything was was really good, and the development of um, how they get together. Uh, mm-hmm. Or do they? Do I want to ruin it? But anyway, I mean, it's a holiday movie. Come on. They had better get had together. Better. Why would I recommend movie. something that they didn't end up together? Right? Yeah. The only thing I didn't like, and, and I didn't see anybody really talking about this, and I want to talk about mm-hmm. this, because it was right. kind of a big part of the movie. Aunt Sandy, played by okay. uh, Jennifer Coolidge, you know, from, yeah. Yeah, you know, from the Snap, yeah, Bend yeah. and Snap. She was kind of obnoxious, and she's a little. She was over the top, and they meant her to be over the top, but mm-hmm. she was drunk a lot, and she was just really obnoxious, and she was kind of a bully during the Christmas play. She's trying to like just boss people and and do bad things. So she was Stifler's mom all over again, but older. I think even worse. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just she was annoying, and at the very end, mm-hmm. I mean, it was just so she was so desperate in everything. They made her desperate for attention, desperate for love, desperate for you know acceptance. It just it didn't set well with me. That was the only thing I didn't like about it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I'm super excited 
to watch this one. I need to figure out. Because there's a part of me that's like, oh, I should I should wait until after I'm done work. And then I was like, or I should do it on a weeknight while I'm still working. Before my parents get here. Because Ow. they won't want to watch it. Because they're Baptists. <laughs> That's true, they won't. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fine. There yes. are other Christmas movies we can watch with my parents. Right. But I definitely want to watch this one. Because it just, I don't know, it looked so cute. It was. It was super cute. It really was. It's not the top recommendation. But it's maybe the second one. Second to the top. Okay. Second. Second place. So what's your next recommendation? So, <laughs> so my next recommendation, it's a half recommendation. And it's called Christmas at the Ranch. Mm-hmm. So last episode i talked about one uh christmas movie that had it was the hallmark the mm-hmm. one with the uh the lesbian lead one of the sisters um, every time a bell rings every time a bell rings and so i, I was on this okay so i'm gonna do this male male and i'm gonna try female female and see what what comes up so mm-hmm. i went to twitter i turned to twitter and a lot of people were talking about christmas at the ranch so i'm like i'll go ahead and watch it it was on tello i think mm-hmm. it was on tello so here's the blurb uh, when Haley Hollis returns to her family ranch to try and save it from closure, she wasn't banking on spending so much time with ranch hand Kate or falling for her. Oh. Yes. So, why you will like it. Mm-hmm. Hot cowgirl. Yes. Yes. Who doesn't like that? Right. Dating app. Yes. Mm-hmm. That was that to me was the best part of the whole movie. Would- the whole dating app scene. Yeah, I know. Okay. You have to see it. You have to watch okay. it. Yeah. Is the bionic woman from the 70s her grandmother? Yes. What? Lindsay Wagner is. <laughs> yes. Yes. Speaking of bionic woman, yes, she turns out to be the grandma. Okay. And do they save the ranch? They. I mean, I sure hope so. It's a Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> I have to watch it to find out. Uh-huh. Oh, uh-huh. uh, yes. So, you know, and, and um, you know, there are new... There are a few new lesbian Christmas movies, and we've kind of talked about it. It's hard to to watch every single one. And where am I going with this? It's just hard to to try to find, to start a movie, to watch it, and then realize it's really not that good. They're just, they're not enough hours in the day, because, you know, I'm writing, and I'm working full-time. Oh, yeah. doing the podcast, and it's just really hard. But, anyway, so that's one half of a recommendation. So, I feel like if you have time to kill, and you're into hot cowgirls, because who isn't, Mm -hmm. then you should watch this movie. All right. My second half, half, see, I'm totally cheating. this is why I say cheating. cheating. You just wanted to do four (laughs) recommendations when we talked about three. I wanted to do four recommendations. Uh uh (laughs) Uh-huh, uh-huh. So everybody knows, I, in the past I've talked about this, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. It has been, I think I, I made it a recommendation, like at the very beginning of our podcast. And it's super cute. It's a great series where Zoe, she ends up uh, hearing, being able to hear people's heart songs. So she hears heartache, she hears when they're happy, and they, they break out in a song and dance, but only in her mind. So anyway, it's a long story, but it got canceled. The show got canceled. Son of a bitch. After two seasons. So rude. I was invested. Rude. So rude. And they had great queer rep. So one of the characters is her best friend, Mo. Mm-hmm. And Mo is gender fluid and has a very strong presence in it. You know, and it brings about a lot of diversity and a lot of queerness to the show. Even though Mo isn't a primary character, uh, Mo is a very strong secondary character. Mm-hmm. And so they came out with a movie. So it's called Zoe's Extraordinary Christmas. And I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to watch this because I need to know what happens. 
you know, because it just kind of ended. You don't know really what happened. So uh, that was my other half recommendation. So, so it's it not like give you that resolution you were looking for. Yeah, it does. Good. It kind of does. It does. So so I feel good about it. So I'm I'm okay with that. But here's my favorite recommendation, and it's it's a great movie. And get this, it's not even Hallmark. I always what? talk about how I'm such a Hallmark person. Mm-hmm. This is a Lifetime movie. What? Wait, but you said you're always I pro know. Hallmark and never Lifetime. I know. Well, I was a little nervous to watch this movie because I'm like, great. So like this person's going to go back to town and there's going to be a murder that they're going to have to solve <laughs> or he gets kidnapped because that's every Lifetime uh-huh. movie ever, ever. Yes. But no, this um, this movie is, is called The Christmas Setup. Okay. And what's it about? Okay. it's It follows the story of New York lawyer Hugo who heads to Milwaukee with his best friend Madeline to spend the holidays with his brother and his mom, who is Fran Drescher. Drescher? Drescher? Drescher. Yes. 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 Nanny. Drescher. <laughs> Drescher. Who is also in charge of local Christmas celebration. Ever the matchmaker, Kate arranges for Hugo to run into Patrick, Hugo's high school friend and secret crush, who has recently returned after a successful stint in Silicon Valley. As they enjoy the local holiday fest, Jesus Christ. Christ. You got this. You got it. You can do this. I got you can do this. this. Okay. This is like a super long blurb. I thought it was going to be like three sentences. I'm like, geez, this is like the whole entire movie. I'm reading the script. <laughs> As they enjoy local holiday festivities. Jesus. <laughs> I'm just going to say it in your I don't know. Tell me They're what just it's together. About in your own words. You either, either got to figure out the blurb or you got to do it in your own words. I know. I'm just, they put words together that just don't work. From my mouth. Very anyway, rude. so she tries to get them together. I know, super rude. Tries to get them mm-hmm. together, and then he gets offered, like, this great, he has this great partnership opportunity for a law firm, but they need him to start it up in London. So does he stay in Wisconsin, or does he go to London? Why can't he take the other guy to London with him? Then they can have an exciting, fancy life in London. Well, maybe they do that. So why did you, you love this one? You know, I just, it, it was really... The it felt more organic, mm-hmm. you know. The uh, the acting was it wasn't over the top. It was smooth, mm-hmm. and it wasn't so far fetched. You know, some of the holiday movies are just so cheesy. You're just like you go with it because yeah, it's a holiday movie. Totally. You know, and you're like, I want to feel all the feels, and it's okay to to embrace the mm-hmm. cheese. And so this one, uh, it really wasn't that bad, and it's actually kind of cute because it talks about the history and it's just it was just adorable and i really enjoyed it and it's it definitely is the first number one recommendation for me this season of your local queer movies that are available on all the platforms and i will say Mm -hmm. this as a side Mm -hmm. note hugo to me looks like jackson spangler Mm -hmm. will look like in 15 years there who is that for the people who don't know who jackson spangler is Okay, I'm surprised because Jackson has a strong presence. I know, he's very famous, but there Um, might be some people that don't know. (laughs) Right. So Ray has, Spangler, Rachel Spangler Mm -hmm. has a son named Jackson. And we have all watched him grow up over the years. Mm -hmm. And he is now a teenager. And I just feel, I saw this Hugo on television. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's Jackson in 15 years. That's so funny. You should tell them. Watch this movie. I know. I'm going to send Ray a message. I'm like, you need to watch this movie right now. So enough about me. I have chatted and stumbled over (laughs) words for the last 20 minutes, and I'm sorry for that. What are your official recommendations this holiday season? 
So my recommendations this week are all about books. And since you cheated, I've decided to throw (laughs) something else in at the end. We thought we were doing three. It's going to be four. It will be great. So my first recommendation is something that I read was just a couple weeks ago. Lily Seabrook, who I recommended one of her books earlier. I feel like a few. I think it was. was Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was faking it. Um, So it's only a few episodes ago. So if you haven't read anything by Lily, this is the second thing I've read by her. And I am officially a fan at this point. So she released an adorable novella. It's called Silent Night. I grabbed it one night, kind of around bedtime. And I thought, yeah, I'll just read like a few pages to see what it's like and it'll be fine. And then I read the whole thing, yay, which is a great (laughs) sign because I almost never do that. And so this is a friends to lovers with a celebrity. So Brooke Karsten is she's going home to her tiny hometown mountain crossing for the holidays. It's the first time she's been back for, you know, longer than a weekend and probably about a decade. She's a country pop star kind of, you know, at the top of her game. But she just, she needs a break. She really wants to go and just hang out with her family, recharge, just like have that time at home, right? Have that comfort of being with family. And when she's there, she runs into her childhood best friend, Nicole, and it's like no time has passed. Like they just click that friendship all over again. Except now, like, there's a bunch of chemistry there and everyone in the town is conspiring to get them together, especially their mothers. Nice. (laughs) Of course, the big problem is, well, Nicole's life is there in Mountain Crossing. She has a business. Brooke has a career in Charlotte, which is in one of the Carolinas, and I can never remember which one. I'm Canadian. I'm doing my best. (laughs) And, you know, what what are they going to do? So there were a few things that I really loved about this book. The small town thing worked really well for me. I mean, are there, I don't know, are there holiday books or movies that don't take place in small towns? No, it had, well, okay. The only ones that are, are New York City. There are yes. a lot of like Christmas, Christmas. holiday films in Yeah, New York they City. only happen, that's right. Christmas only happens in New York City or small towns. Nowhere or, else. Right. Small towns. And it, it's usually small towns where there's snow. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be like Northeast in the United States. Mm-hmm. Up in Canada. I mean, that, those are the two places yeah. that these movies take place. Yeah. Or books, movies, whatever. Those are the ones. And it's, I don't know, like, it was just, it was cute. And it worked because, like, all the people in town are totally meddlesome. And I don't always like when side characters meddle, but this is one where, like, it really worked because they were totally supposed to be together. Like, you just see them together and it's like, oh, no, you're, like, you fit. You two are peanut butter and jelly. This is just how it's meant to be. And, again, the friends to lovers thing worked really well for me, similar to what you were saying with Single All the Way. It's just that whole, like, I love, love, love friends to lovers romances where the friends should be together and everyone knows it except for them i love it i will show up every time for that it works for me and even though so it is a novella and so there's like with novellas there's just not as much space 
And right. so I think in this case, that's where the friends to lovers thing worked really well because we didn't have like there didn't have to be time devoted to, oh, I met this cute girl and now I have to get right. to know her and now I have no, they know each other. There's a deep connection and go. Like just awesome. Right. Worked super well for me. Good. The next book I have to recommend is actually a male male romance. It is also a novella. Um, and it's called Faux Ho Ho by Nathan Burgoyne. It came out a couple of years ago, Yay, probably the same time as Tinsel. <laughs> <laughs> and this is one that I actually resisted reading at first because I was like, oof, is this going to be slightly uh, too close to home? And he actually assured me over Twitter when I was asking, but I bought it kind of regardless because I want to support my fellow Canadian queers. But... This year, I was like, no, it's time to pick it up. And it turns out it's actually really cute. So the it main is. character is Silas. He lives in Ottawa. He is working for a tech company. And he doesn't want his big C conservative family back in Alberta to know that uh, he has a hard time making rent. And so he has to have a roommate. They would see it as a sign that he's not really living up to the family potential and they would try to guide him into the right kind of career where he can support himself. They're very much all about um like his dad's a former politician, his brother is a current politician. And they're all very much about like family image. So when Silas gets a roommate, he ends up with this like super hot, super friendly personal trainer Dino, who's this like gorgeous ripped uh greek bisexual dude who is adorable i don't know how anybody could read this and not love dino because he's just like the cutest human ever <laughs> so he basically said to dino like look okay the only thing you need to know about living here is that i have to skype with my family once or twice a month and you can never be on because they can't know that i have a roommate he's like cool no problem until the time when silas's parents are trying to tell him he has to come out for thanksgiving which he doesn't want to come out for because, of course, they're going to put him on display as an example of how tolerant his brother is of the homo right. gays, <laughs> even though his brother's an incredible prick and not actually that supportive. And so Dino slides up behind him and wraps his arms around him and is like, oh, sorry, but we kind of promised my family we'd go to their place for Thanksgiving. And so... <laughs> It works. Silas's family thinks he has a boyfriend. Everything is great until... And of course, they, the other thing that's important to keep in mind there is that Canadian Thanksgiving is in October. It's, a, it's like a month and a half before your Thanksgiving in the States. Right. Which is important because in November, he receives an invitation for his sister's wedding, which will be on Christmas Day for him and Dino. Silas adores his sister. This wedding is going to be at some bougie chalet in Alberta. And so Dino's like, let's just go. I'll pretend to be your boyfriend. That's no problem. I don't care if your parents are shitty conservatives. Let's, uh, let's just do this. And of course, somewhere along the way, real feelings happen. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just think it's, I think this book is super, super cute. I think there's something, it does something really interesting with the structure where it jumps kind of back and forth in time. So we see sort of right at the beginning where Silas is like, oh no, it's December. Oh no, I hope I didn't fuck this up. And then 
Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it goes right. back to kind of like when they first met. And it sort of bounces between... So they do that sort of like the December thing, but then it kind of follows two timelines. And so the one timeline is when they first meet and become roommates and friends and get to know each other. And then there's from when Silas gets the wedding invitation onward. And so we see kind of that building of relationship and how they get to know each other, but then also the like fake relationship aspect of it until it all kind of collides at some point. So the reason I had put this off was just because I live in Alberta. <laughs> I know what the conservative politics are like here. I was concerned it would feel a little too close to home. <laughs> um, and I would say kind of like it, it, it was and it wasn't. I would say in my own personal experience, I haven't come across that kind of clear-cut homophobia here in Alberta. Not that it doesn't exist. There's tons of homophobes here, but I live in a city. I work at a super progressive tech company. Like, it's pretty easy if you're in my life to kind of isolate yourself from stuff like that. But also, I've known people like Silas's family here. So I would say it is kind of realistic in that way. But there is a moment near the end that is so beautiful. And so perfect that really kind of makes up for it. And I think this book does a really good job of saying, again, kind of going back to what we were saying at the beginning about how not everybody has good family. Silas doesn't have good family except for his sister. His sister is amazing family. And you don't have to continue dealing with bad family and that's one of the messages that i love about this book like you can choose who you want to be your family you can choose to keep some of your family you can choose to keep all of it if you want but you don't have to keep bad family if they can't love you for who you are and i think that's really kind of the magic of the of the book for me seeing silas really grow to understand that yeah you know what a super hot really friendly personal trainer like dino might actually be interested in someone like him as more than just a friend like it's just it's super cute so definitely get that the other book i really want to recommend i read this last year yep last year (laughs) it came out the previous year but i read it so Everybody knows the world kind of fell apart March of 2020 as we all went into lockdown and it was a hot pile of garbage. And I, the following month, thought, you know, I never did read that Christmas romance Chelsea Cameron released. I don't care if it's April. I'm reading it now. (laughs) I need it. And I'm so glad I did. It's called Christmas in Maine. It is so freaking cute. And it's like, yes, I'm recommending it for Christmas. But if you don't get around to it for Christmas and you find you're having a hard week some other time throughout the year, just pick it up anyway. It's all told from the perspective of Colden Hayes. Colden describes herself as a non-binary demigirl, which means sometimes Colden uses she, her pronouns, sometimes uses they, them pronouns. It depends on how Colden feels kind of on the day. I'm just going to use she, her as I talk about this, just simplify it, but just know that that's um, a thing that's addressed in in the book. And I actually really like how that's addressed. So Colden works in, works and lives in Boston. 
Uh, She's rented a cottage for a two-week Christmas vacation all by herself in Maine. She's so excited. She has a suitcase full of books. She's got some groceries. She's ready to just go have the perfect introvert quiet Christmas. But the cottage isn't actually real. It was like like an Airbnb or VRBO scam. And so she's like, well, what the fuck am I going to do now? And so, but she, she's in Maine. She can't just turn around and drive back to Boston. And so she, she snowed in while it's snowing. It is snowing. Mm. So she has to go somewhere and she sees this like gorgeous little inn. So she's like, okay, I'm just going to go there and see if they can, if, do they have a room? No, that's a Jesus joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so when she gets there, of course, she's not all alone because it's full of people. Right. But even worse, the inn is owned by the family of her workplace nemesis, Laura. She cannot stand Laura. And she's like, fuck. Now, what? Okay, no. I No, I should go. I should just go back to Boston. But the family says, no, you know what? Just stay. They're super nice. The food is really good. So she's like, fine, I'll stay. But it's like, can she actually be mad for long? with laura when it's like christmas magic time right nope and there's a and there's a one bed situation is there a one bed situation yes stop it yes stop it yes the one bed situation of course there is of course there it's there should be there should be a whole category of books with the one bed situation well there's a shit ton of fanfic with it and I think that's why it's starting to make its way over into books. Uh, yeah, it's so good. Colden is so grumpy. She's just kind of like used to being alone. So she's super, super guarded. Like, I don't even know if it's fair to call her. I don't think she's an ice queen. Like, I don't think it's like that. I think she's just grumpy and isolated. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> there are some people who just aren't like happy all the time. Yeah. And she is one of them. But... It's like, it's just so lovely to see her start to warm up because all of Laura's family is wonderful. And so Colden has to go on this like massive emotional journey and figure out, oh, maybe I'm just attracted to this person that I'm mad at all the time. (laughs) And Laura is also, she's just lovely. And one of the things that I think is so sweet is that she regularly checks in with Colden about, like, so what pronouns are you feeling today? What pronouns should I be using? And I just think that's so sweet and so affirming and so good. And it just, like, it has everything that I love in Chelsea Cameron's books. <laughs> which is that I always love the characters. The tone is adorable. The sex is very good. The chemistry is so good. Also, Laura's grandma has a gigantic pet pig, which I just thought was the funniest <laughs> thing ever. So, oh, that's great. Read this book. Where do you have a pet pig up in? Where is it? Maine. Mm-hmm. Do people have pet pigs up that north? Laura's yeah. grandma does. Okay, that is all that I know. But yes, I <laughs> love this book. I cannot recommend it enough. And because you added one, I'm gonna add one. Ah, oh, I'm not okay. gonna go. Right. I'm not gonna go into this one in nearly as great detail. I believe it's also a novella, or if it's a novel, it's not a particularly long novel. I haven't read that in about a year and a half either, but it's called Mangoes and Mistletoe by Adriana Herrera, and it has two Dominican bakers who are on a competitive baking show. Ah, nice. It's like a competitive holiday baking show that is being filmed in Scotland. It's very cute. 
It's very hot. One of them is super grumpy. The other one is very <laughs> gregarious. <Not>. <laughs> yes. I was going with the rhyme here, the Christmas rhyme. Ooh. One of them is not. Yeah, you're better at that than me. That was what I should have done, but... I know! It was the perfect setup. I thought, she's going to do it. She's going to... Nope. Nope. No, I didn't. It's all right. But you did, so it worked out. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, like, it's I just you. very, very cute. And I love everything about that. I mean, baking shows, you know me, and the Great British Baking Show, mm-hmm. and any sort of baking show, and any sort of competition. I love it. So, this sounds awesome. Oh, yeah. It's fabulous. So, that is all for this episode. And actually, this is our last episode of 2021. Thank you. A whole year. A whole year. Right? Of Queerly Recommended Podcasts. We did it. We did. We didn't skip. Nope. We did extra. We did extra ones. (laughs) We did movies. We did. So, thank you to everyone who has joined us this year. And an extra special thank you to the folks who joined us at the beginning and stuck with us all along the way. Right. Right. We have so appreciated the love, the support, the encouragement. And can't wait to join you all next year. Right. So let's hope 2022 is going to be a hell of a year for all of us. No kidding. I'm hoping. I'm, I, I am not making any declarations about it. I am just going to quietly hope <laughs> that it's a little bit better. But I know that it's going to be full of awesome, great media. So. Well, true. And also, it's an even year. Yeah, so was twenty twenty. I know, but that's that's rock bottom. Twenty twenty is rock bottom. All right. Twenty twenty two is a is it? See, I feel better. I feel better in even years. Hmm. There you go. Sorry. There you go. Well, if you've enjoyed this show, please hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcast. You'll get notified whenever we release a new episode. Like I said earlier, if you have a friend who you think would like the show, please tell them all about it. And if you do want to support us again, we have that Kofi link in the show notes. Wow, show nuts. Show nuts? (laughs) Our show has nuts. Mm. Well, I don't even know what to say to that. Uh, We have a Kofi link in our show notes, um, or you can visit Kofi.com slash queerly recommended. Again, totally not necessary, but it's there if you're interested. Yes, and if you want to connect with us on your favorite social media sites, look for queerly recommended on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, Facebook, or you can email us at podcast at com, and you can also find us separately on all those social medias as well. Bye, everyone. See you in Happy the holidays! <laughs> Woo-hoo! Ho, ho, ho! <laughs> And, you know, what are what are they going to do? And so here's the thing. I, for fuck's sake, did you hear that? <laughs> I did hear that. <laughs> One moment, please. <laughs> Get him! Get him! <laughs> Uh-oh.
give us 10 more minutes, kids. Just 10 more minutes. games today. Oh, Daddy's home. Oh. <laughs> Dad's home. He said no more. <gasps> no YouTube kids either. Ho ho. They put the hammer hard today. They're upset. I hear tears. Well. I know. I know. I heard. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I heard. Yeah. Daddy, like, put the hammer down hard. No. No more today. Yep. <laughs> you came back with the biggest <laughs> smile on your face. <laughs> and it was terrible, but also, like, come on. They got warned. I didn't realize he had warned them. He had said the same thing about no Roblox. Oh. They're lucky. Well, they would have been lucky if it was just me, because I was going to give them one more chance. <laughs> yeah, I heard. I heard the whole thing. I heard the whole thing go down. It was like, hey, okay, you just need to be quiet for the next X amount of minutes. We're almost done. You just need to be quiet. While just I do don't the fuck podcast. it up. And then all of a sudden, yep, daddy comes in. He's like, no, we're done. No YouTube channel or YouTube kids. No Roblox. Nothing. Done. I hate Roblox and YouTube kids. So. I don't even know what that is. 